Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are listening in the world. Welcome to The Hot Stove, a name that is derived from North American Sports Radio, where fans gathered around the hot stove in the winter to discuss their team, their players. Connecting Wrexham AFC fans and content creators, we create episodes live on YouTube and then repurpose them with whatever comes out here. If you want to participate, follow The Red Horde on YouTube and join the conversation when the shows are on. Welcome, this is The Red Horde Hot Stove. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are watching in the world. My name is Sean Driver. This is the Red Horde and something different. Uh, Carl Roberts joining us, uh, the Welsh beast, to talk Notts County, not today, uh, the season so far, because this is the first one we're doing. And uh, we're going to just have a chat and a banter and uh, see how things go. Relatively informal, uh, should be up on his Twitter stream as well and potentially his YouTube later. We'll see how it goes. And if this is something, looking to do it maybe twice a week, or it's not twice a week, twice a month, um, try to get some some content out, just bringing in different people, different individuals, different fans. So uh, I'm going to take the opportunity to bring in the man, the myth, the legend himself, the Welsh beast. So uh, should have him here. All new toys. But Mr. Roberts, Carl, thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure to have you. No problem, Sean. Anytime. Um, just as a, as a, as a background, since you're joining, um, I, I see that we've got a, a handful of people who have, who have joined in and jumped in already. I don't know if we're going to get a full house. This is obviously first time through could end up with nobody and could just be you and I talking as we did on, on your profile. If you haven't been to uh, the Welsh beast before, go subscribe to his stuff. Um, Carl's awesome. The most passionate of the YouTube creators out there. Uh, and so it, it's got some amazing stuff. So go to his, I think I've put his, uh, his at for YouTube down below on the scroll by. So go there and check that out. Um, in the interim, just wanted to chat. I saw your video. You uh, watched, you got to watch the game, the Notts County game in the bar. So initial thoughts, what did you think about that? Oh, one? absolutely brilliant. I mean, it was a really, really great performance. It's, you know, the performance of the season, obviously, but to go there and, and what you could tell early on we're in this it was a good even at nil nil a half time it was a good first half i really enjoyed the game you could see we were in it you could see we've got this we've got it's there for the taking and a bit of a fluky first goal but you take them that's classic elliot lee picks up the ball cuts yes. inside drives forward and let's rip and like as i've said before you make your own luck but what a brilliant performance and a massive massive win this is huge this could make a difference to our season, this, this could change everything. It, it 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 was exactly that. Did you have the heart attack like I did when you saw the uh, the lineup, the roster that uh, Parky had put what out strange, there, or were you confident strange, that that was the right choice? Before it's such a, a strong squad, and uh, I, I spoke to people, uh, you know, in the in the town centre around town when I was out and about. People I know, people in the, in the pub. It's such a strong squad. People tell me he doesn't know his correct squad. But again, it's, I'm surprised he went with Dolby. That was a shocker, to be fair. That's a bit of a surprise, but it's such a strong squad. He's got the depth and quality to change it. Obviously, Toza, Toza came in late, didn't he? He wasn't going to start. And I've said to other people, he probably won't get back in. But he was given away back yesterday. The rest in Toza, that's the idea. I think he's on the verge of losing his place. We'll see. That might that might bring him back yesterday though. That might brought, bring him back. He did come in with a bad knee. Tozer did, yeah. uh, is what Parky was saying. But we talked earlier about O'Connor fitting in on the on, on the left side there, 
and and how, how a stroke of brilliance that Parky had doing that. And I guess he did the same thing with Evans given the lineup, right. and that's what impressed me. I just wanted I know that John's here, Brendan's here. Those are a couple of regulars for the watch party. So say hi to them. For anybody who does join, pop the questions in there if you have anything specific you wanted to talk to me or Carl about. That's sort of the whole purpose of doing this live is so you can influence the chatter. Um, as to how the game developed though, did you feel like we were relatively in control throughout? Because for, for me, I still was nervous in the first, but it sounded like in the first half, you were still relatively okay with everything. Well, to go there, and it was like, it was North County are a very good team, organized, play good football, very disciplined. There was nothing spectacular about them yesterday. Langstaff, again, disappointing. I'm not really sure what he yes. does. You compare him to Mullin. Mullins a complete footballer. He drifts out, to, he drops back for the ball, he drifts out to the wings, he makes stuff happen. He's a much better all-round footballer. Langstaff, a great poacher, but he can't make things happen, mm. really. He needs the service. And you don't give him the service, and he's really ineffective. But again, yeah, North County played well. You can see the quality, but we were with them all the way. And to be, to be away from home, looking comfortable with the potential to step it up. You knew it was there. You knew the opportunity was there. And again, it was a good first half, I thought. Quite exciting, quite edgy, but we were always in it. And we always looked to have the yeah. capabilities to step it up. Did you, uh, did you, who did you have for your man of the match? Well, the watch party picked Ogonquo, but and there me. were certainly a number that and were me. up for decisions. And me. And he's very, very popular in Wrexham. I got that yesterday. And funny enough, the first time going to a bar to watch it, they've got a moody stream, as we say in the UK, a dodgy stream. So I've got to be careful. I don't normally do stuff to camera. That's the first time I've done that. And I suppose it's handy. I should do more of it when I'm at the race course. But I'm not I'm not one for filming in the street and in public. It's not really my style, but I should do more of it. But I've got to be careful giving the I don't want to give names away, the bars will be raided. Paparazzi out in force. Yeah, they do. They, yeah. do, they do show the games in in Wrexham now, and they're obviously very, very popular. A lot of interest. It's massive, but yeah, Ocon is very popular. I can imagine, and season long um, loan when he's a free agent. So I guess the question we'll see at the end of the year: Does he end up signing with somebody else, or is he back here on a longer contract? And they've we'll got to go wait. for him. They've yeah, I think they have to go for him. Got a, got a couple of questions here. So just going to bring up the first one as far as what position, if any, should we go after in January? To me, I mean, the obvious answer is the top. Um, but I'm curious if, if you've got a standard. I know Andrew, if he's not here, always says never look at the table until after Halloween. Um, but do you have a, a, a thought on position, um, if any? Oh, I, I imagine this is January window too. Um, do you think that there's a spot that we should pick for the January window? Uh, or, it's still the goal scorer. Every position for me seems to have backup and quality. Mm -hmm. And I think this squad is so strong. And I always worry about disrupting. We haven't got a settled team at the moment. We've talked about this. I think last year we did have a settled team. So I didn't want too many new signings in the summer. Mm. Because, because only the striker. I've always said we needed another 20-plus goals a season striker. Young, yeah. Another young. We've talked about this. But again, I think it's just another goal scorer. Everywhere is covered in my opinion. And when you can do stuff like he did with O'Connor dropping him back, you know, left centre-back, if you've got that awareness and talent as a manager to, and the players can adapt, who, why disrupt the squad? I always think keep the squad as settled as possible. There's not too many players we need, I don't think, 
all these positions are covered. The only unanticipated is we didn't expect to be number four on our death chart. Like we've had on the right wing back, we've had Barnett yeah. and then Ford and then Mendy filled in. And now I think Mendy has got to go to the left side, at least against uh, Gillingham because of the uh, McLean suspension, but um, can't predict all of that stuff. Next question we got there, then we'll come back to the knots game is from, uh, from John, a regular at the watch party. So um, who do we have that can, that's, this is the right side again. Who do we have that can play the right side while Barnett is out? Mendy's temporary. And I don't think he's going to be on the right side for uh, Gillingham because McLean's suspended. So um, I, I don't know if you know Ford's status. I don't know if you know if there's another midfielder who can come in there. I guess this is now starting to really test the depth. And I don't know if you have any insight or thoughts on that. I don't. The only person I could probably think of, I don't know. You're probably, I honestly can't think. We've really exhausted that. A few of our options there now. That's that's where I'm 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 doing the same thing. Like I was I was getting to the point do you, you put, put Cannon out there because Cannon you can you can do you're, you're, do you bring back James? We talked about three. You're probably asking a central a central midfielder perhaps to go there or a striker. Could Dolby go there as a very, very last resort? Yeah. Young James potentially. I mean he was there for 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 a run and we were talking about him on, well, yes, on your that's, YouTube that's, channel. That's the only natural option, only I think. Other, otherwise, yeah. you're playing someone out of position. Yeah. Well, Aaron James, yes, great shout there. Aaron James is probably the most naturally, your, your, your obvious choice. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and I said I said on when we were chatting on on your channel I I think he did a good job it was just that over excitement over adrenaline yeah. pushing the ball too far missing on the passes but as far as positionally speed wise quality first touch every other element that you want um, he was certainly there so um, yeah I guess we'll have to see what happens with that we've got um, another one this is more than a, a statement than anything else we kind of mentioned talked about Agonko a little bit. Um, but the the opportunity for him to re-sign with us, and and I agree with Kim here, um, that whether he stays or not may depend on whether we go up or not, because there's a, there's something different about being a young goaltender signing in League One, availability to pay him and all that sort of stuff. If we get the promotion, do you think promotion or not getting promotion influences Ogonko staying, or do you think he'll just either love the town or look for a better opportunity? Well, if he's if he's a regular and he's enjoying it, he will stay. We yeah. can we can match the wages to a certain yeah. degree. We're able through the investment we receive, the commercial revenue we now generate. The, the, yeah, it could all be that sort of, the, the finances we can match. Fingers crossed, right? Yeah. I'm pretty. Fingers crossed. We, we can we can match that. So it's just if he's starting, he's happy, he's doing well, he's going to stay. There's still a lot of excitement around the club. We're still a massive, massive team. Lots of interest. He's going to want to be a part of it, I think. And yeah, I see John's comment about he could, you know, a London lad. They're always an option. But I'm, I'm with you. If, if, if you're a young lad and you're enjoying the squad and you're getting an opportunity and you're getting paid, um, then you know perhaps you're comfortable. I want to talk about since we we got a little bit of laps in the chat. Keep those rolling in. Um, one of the things that we did during the watch party is we introduced our first ever putts of the match. And I don't know if you saw the the tweet that I threw out of the graphic. Putts, by the way, yeah. is basically uh, an ineffectual person is the polite way. The yeah. dictionary.com actually defines it as a penis. Um, so okay. I'll use that because um, they went with the term. We watched him flop around. I've got a list of Jones flops that I'm looking okay. forward to trying to put a video together. This is my crazy handwriting of all of the events in the game. And there's about 10 or 11 Jones flops there. I was curious what your thoughts were of a, the entanglement with Mullen, because some people thought 
for Notts County, thought Mullen should have got a red card for that one. And what what was your conversation in the pub that you were at about Jody Jones and his antics over the course of the game? No, no, I don't recall anything in particular with, with him. Okay. Again, a few, a few, yeah, a few of those moments, but Mullen does get it seems to get involved in these uh, in these events, doesn't he? Yeah, it's, I mean, he seems I, to be he seems to be involved a lot as well. He's he's, he's a marked man, but he also stands his ground. So he does yeah, get involved in these incidences quite a bit. That that incident, I, what do I got it written down here as? Uh, well, I don't even have it. I've got Jones, 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 and I didn't write when the Mullen incident happened, but it was early in the first half, um, up against the touchline, and uh, they got tangled in the legs, and Mullen went down. Not, no, nothing really in that. And then Jones stood over top of him. And whether he stepped on Mullen or didn't, I guess it's that's questionable. And but Mullen acted as though he got got hit, rolled over, and then he clipped Jones in the le leg. Jones goes down like he got shot, straight sniper from from the top of the of Meadow Lane. Um, and he goes down. They both got yellow cards, which I, I thought either no cards or both get yellow. I think the referee handled it appropriately. But man, after that, we were just kind of joking in the watch party about how many flops there were. So I, I thought what it what what uh, I thought I wanted. It was curious about your take. Here's another one from John. Um, what's it like in Wrexham? Is everyone still buzzing? And do oh, yeah, you personally absolutely. watch the documentary? Absolutely. You know, uh, and again, it's great to see you have a lot of. Uh, the shop windows now have the, the, the club uh, badge in the window. They never used to. And I'm seeing lots and lots of Wrexham shirts and Wrexham aviation gin track suits and stuff like that. Yeah, and I think everybody is talking about it. You know, even people like when I'm a Liverpool fan as well. And I know lots of people who support other clubs. As, uh, you know, they, they're big into Wrexham now. They're from Wrexham. They support other clubs. They've got season tickets. Yeah, I was, speaking, I was speaking to a lifelong Everton fan yesterday, and his and his and wife, he was, and he's and, they, they, they pick up Wrexham. Obviously, we're Wrexham people, but everybody's just into this now, and you know the young kids as well. It's so exciting, and to have our story be told, the Grestford disaster was told the other day, and to have just our history, unique parts of our history, important parts of uh, our history be be told to a wider so world is fantastic. So, I mean, for, for us, for a lot of it, we've heard uh, some of it before because we've we joined, logged in for games. We've researched the colliery disaster. Um, we've we've experienced sort of some of the characters. And I've started calling it the Wrexham verse as though because of Deadpool and the <laughs> everybody started to become characters. But as far as how when the when the when the documentaries come out, is there like talk of the town for a couple of days over coffee? Is it just sort of with a couple of friends and a couple of chuckles like how? How does the the chat go about the documentary? And then I'll lead that on as to like after game time. How does how does the performance of the games influence the mood in Wrexham? Because that's something we don't get to experience overseas. Uh, again, I think it's just constant now. It's it, it's what people are talking about this all day, every day. My partner hears stuff. She's downstairs and she picks up stuff of her mates. It's all over social media. Again, people who I know weren't really interested in football or watching the documentary because it's telling their, their story, stories yeah. of our, you know, our heritage. And again, it is just, now it just seems to be normal, you know, but it is, it is constantly all day, every day in work, in the streets, in the pubs, you know, we are constantly talking about Rex and we're constantly talking about Ryan Reynolds and, you know, what is happening 
And obviously there's, there's new stories throughout the day, throughout the week, there's new stories, new events. But again, it just seems to be a way of life now. It's constantly the number one topic everywhere you go. And obviously attendances at the race course have increased last couple of years. So you get more of that coming into the town centre after games. So the pubs are busier than they used to be. Uh, the businesses are busier. And it's just a general great atmosphere around all the time now. There's a really good, good mood. And I said, lots of people doing vlogs. Lots of people. When I started, there was only two of us. Me and Liam Roberts, I believe. Now everybody's right. doing up. It's great. People are involved. People are getting their cameras out. They want to. There's like a community, a culture. It's just amazing what's happening. Now, I'll lead this one. Well, before I go to it, as far as I know how my mood is affected, depending on a Wrexham win or a bad performance. But as for, do you notice a difference in the mood of the community? Different from your personal reaction, if there's a poor performance or an amazing performance. Do you notice that the mood for everybody in town is different? Is it a roller coaster like that? Or is it just... Uh, you live and, and die within your own internal struggles one way or the other. But what I find is just more people talking about it now. People who yeah. are interested in football, interested in sports, more people are talking about it. Oh, they lost yesterday. Or 3-0. Or you're on the bus going home. How did they get on today? Someone who wasn't at the game, someone who's just going home from there, doing their shopping, an old lady, middle-aged lady. How, what was the score today? How did they get yeah. on? And it's just, yeah, everybody awesome. wants to know how they're doing. And obviously, we're doing very well at the moment. That's creating more excitement, more interest. And you know, my mum will say to me, aren't they doing well? And she'll text me, did you go today? So, yeah, everybody, everybody is just talking about it. It's strange to kind of explain. It just seems to be everywhere you go, whoever you meet, is always a reference to the football, the score, the owners, the documentary and just the whole takeover and just just the whole football club what's happening yeah dangerous topic here yeah. <laughs> um do you have any sense with respect to vloggergate i've i'm just so that you're aware i'm actually putting together a video um we've sort of we've talked about the cop sort of on and off camera um a, a, a little bit um and and my my research i tend to do those sorts of things where i take the deep dive um and i've started to do that regarding vloggergate but you've certainly heard about uh liam and his situation you've you've made only this, morning, involved. Only this morning yeah i'm not, ah. I'm not really sure what uh what is happening has he been just banned from filming the matches yeah filming footage? Two, two two vloggers um he and jebo and i don't know if you know jebo 37 I know, jebo, yeah, a, I know of jebo yeah i know jebo. yeah so so the two of them have both received cease and desist letters sent right. out september 13 and october 23 that said that if they don't stop they're going to be banned from uh attending both they have to stop home and away and anywhere on the grounds yeah uh and so i won't put you in place then or put like put you uh, out of place if, if you haven't had a chance to review it or if, if you don't have comments but if you if your thoughts if you have any initial thoughts as to the vlogging maybe just even its importance if you think it's you know uh i can talk to you about my personal experience with vloggers and and i'm a big fan i mean for us as international fans we fell in love with the documentary we fell in love with the people you start to follow along especially when we didn't have streaming our yeah. only access to what happened inside the stadium was highlight videos and fan reaction and it was seeing the emotion hearing the emotion yeah. feeling that emotion that that sort of cemented i'm buying into this 
And and I, I think it was a mistake by, and some people blame the EFL because it's EFL code that you have to follow, right? You can't record and they have the rules. Um, but I actually put blame on Wrexham here and I know that might go not go over well. Um, I'm, I'm with Jebo on where the blame should sit because I haven't heard of other vloggers for any other club being banned. And so I just thought generally, what do you think the role of vlogging is? And are you concerned that there might be a decrease of it and does it affect the club? So we're talking about filming actual match footage of themselves within the, the stadium. Match, well, uh, it's it's in, technically vlogger is in the stadium, um, yeah. but obviously Jebo and and Liam are doing match play. But as 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 far as recording match play, not streaming the whole game, like that's yeah. something different. Somebody just recording bits, goals, that. and bits of action. bits and goals and fan and reaction game. and the get in. Yeah. yeah, what's your take on that? <sighs> For me, it's 50-50 because I, these guys are great what they do. I'm kind of, am I a vlogger? I don't know what I am, but I just do my stuff. I'm kind of lurking around. Them. We are, don't we? We're in that world somewhere. Yeah. I don't do much of games. I said, that, that thing yesterday was the first time I really did anything in public. I don't really um, do stuff to camera. But, uh, yeah, they've got to be allowed to continue, but the rights are held for a reason. And yeah. we make we make content, and you know I'm happy for my stuff to be shared. To be fair, but if there was something of of value, you've got to you've got to control that value. This this is your property, and you have to have the right to protect your own property. If you're if it's been monetized and you're earning money from it and it's part of your business, if you own the rights to something, you have the right to control it. But people should be allowed. Fans should be allowed to vlog in stadiums. And around grounds and bits of match footage. Is that a problem? <laughs> a couple of years ago, did you ever see my racecourse reactions? Yes. The couple of stuff that they, they were quite good then. Someone helped me do them. Yeah. We took match footage from the highlights and we had two videos pulled because I used match footage mm. in those videos. Yeah. So that was a couple of years ago before. So, <laughs> so Rex and Rex and AFC pulled those videos from YouTube and I had a copyright strike for using match footage highlights from games. Right. So I've been on the receiving end of it myself in many ways, but yeah, they don't want you, they don't want the highlights or action of goals going out before they have the chance to show them themselves probably. So I understand why they do it, but it's, it's so important that in this age of vlogging, which is an extension of filmmaking, the people are allowed to go out and make films, make content. We're in a new world. It's entertainment. People have an audience. It's a passion. It's a hobby. For some people, it's a living. They've got to be allowed to do it. But at the same time, people need to be allowed to protect their property and their, 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 their commercial rights. But yeah, I believe it, it happened to Bootlegger as well many years ago. Yeah, and, and and it's going around, and and I'm who knows if I get big enough, I'm sure I'll probably get a a message or a, yeah. or enter into a discussion um a, a regarding some issue. Yeah. But it's 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 interesting. I'm I'm with you on the obligation to protect rights. Where I'm curious is it, these these vlogs are if it is Wrexham, separate if it's EFL Sky who's coming down and cracking on it, right? That's protection of rights, and but. Yeah. Either way, there's a business reason not to do it that reaches that speaks to me. And that is if you show fans showing how awesome it is to be a fan in the stadium, they, you you encourage people to be a become fans and B to try to get to the stadium. Right. And and so well, there's no room anymore. The Don't build that cop. There's no room anymore. 
Yeah, that's that's true. Well, there's there's those 75 seats for the international yeah. uh, fans that I'm hoping I can grab one of those. That's why I watched North County in a pub. I couldn't get tickets. It's mad, eh? Yeah, it's absolutely yeah. mad. It was. It, I'll be. I was the only time that I encountered that was in uh, in Vancouver during the Stanley Cup, which is yeah. our top prize for, I'm aware for of ice hockey. That, yeah. yeah, and uh, and I paid for Game Five of a semifinal. Yeah. I paid five hundred dollars Canadian, so that's what two hundred seventy-five quid per ticket yeah. times two to sit at the very top of the the arena. Like there was no other place behind me. It's just it's a price difference. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, not allowed to show their own face. I'm I'm with you, Brendan, on that one. Um, I got this question from John. Well, that is ridiculous. Yeah, it's I, yeah. And and not only that, they got threatened to do it in the part in certain parts of the property that they own outside, which I get. Um, but then now you're getting really funny because you're putting vloggers on the sidewalk and being like, nah, 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 "This is public property, and it doesn't make any sense." Um, I guess this is sort of a, a an FA game more than anything else with all the history the club has, giant killers, European games back in the day. Um, for you, what do you think of the people calling the club Hollywood FC? And does it bother you or anybody in Wrexham? Like, well, no, that's no, no, it's all it's fantastic. <laughs> Who would have thought this? It's absolutely fantastic. Bring it on. Yeah. You know, we are, I mean, it is the Hollywood Reds. It is a global takeover. It's, it's fantastic. I, I guess you go back fantastic. three years We're ago. Benefiting from it every minute of every day. It's, it's lovely. Yeah, I guess I guess you go back to uh, the ownership of the two that should not be named and, yeah, and all I, of yeah. that. It, and then and you Martin, go back yeah. three to five years even ago and, and, you, and you're looking yeah. at, you know, 12 years, 11 years in the National League and toiling, whether you could have even imagined this. No, no. And like I said, the supporters trusted a fantastic job. And again, it's a bit of good fortune, but they saw something in Wrexham. The club has, has been very successful over the years, over mm -hmm. the decades. Mm -hmm. And they've played at a much higher level than they are now. And uh, so, but they saw something in the town, in the football club, it was an opportunity that that just was just luck, and it was the right the right people, the right club. So yeah, I, we made our own luck in many ways. But can I just go back to a question that Mike Lewis has said? Sure. Uh, I wonder if the documentary will talk about Bersham and John Wilkinson. I hope they do because I'm actually from Bersham, an area of Wrexham. Well, I live in North Scotland, but it's part of a wider area called Exclusion, which includes Bersham, and Bersham Colliery is just over there. Two million yards away, the old coal mine. So, yeah, I'm from the Bersham area, so that would be very interesting. John Wilkinson was an ironmonger at the Ironworks in Bersham. So he's a very, very historic figure in Wrexham. Bersham is a small little village, very nice village, a lot of history there. So I'm hoping they do cover Bersham. So basically what you're saying is there's enough content in Wrexham to push the documentary to 10 seasons easy, right? And more, and more. This is just the obvious stuff. You could delve yeah. deeper and delve deeper. Yeah, there's so much here. So so many interesting stories, so many historical figures. You know, you know Yale, the Yale University has a connection to Wrexham, as you know. I'm sure you've heard of that. The founder of Yale University is yeah. buried in Wrexham. So you've got Erzig Hall. A big stately home in Wrexham, and yeah, there's lots of stuff here, lots of stories to tell, and and the wider area of North Wales and beyond. I I find it interesting that the chat going more documentary and more history and trying yeah. to sponge as much out of you as they can, yeah. uh, taking the opportunity. I'm I'm a big fan but of it. I thought we were going to be talking. My granddad's a coal miner. Like I said, Bersham coal mine is just there. 
And yeah. that's where they featured, if you saw the image of the Holy of the Wrexham sign, yeah. what looks like a mountain. It's not a okay. mountain. It's, it's it's a slag heap. It's coal, coal dust. <laughs> it's, just, it's a coal dust slag heap? How yeah. tall is it? Like 40 feet tall? Well, yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah. And I think I've been up there for a while. I must go up there. I actually always go up there when I was a kid. But yeah, so that's Burston Colry. And uh, so that's where the Wrexham, that's only over 200 yards away. And that's where that Wrexham sign was on. Yeah. So, yeah, lots of history in Wrexham. Like I said, both my granddads were coal miners. And Rob comes from a coal mining town. Yeah, yeah. Pennsylvania. I mean, yeah. Pennsylvania, Ohio, That's yes, they've got a yeah. history there for sure. Um, so just, I mean, a, a quick one, if you wanted to t approach it or not, I, I, Wrexham fan your whole life, season ticket holder, what's your uh, historical lineage? Because I get asked that every single day. Oh, you're a new one. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> I've got no shame. But yeah. uh, how long have you been a Wrexham fan? Well, I suppose all my life, but they weren't always my, if I'd be honest with you, I've come and gone over the years. Fair. My, my first Wrexham game was December 92. Okay. I'm 41, that would have been 10. And I've dipped in and out over the years, and uh, I've got a season ticket now, and I've gone multiple times, multiple times over the years to the race course. And, uh, you know, obviously this takeover resurrected my interest, like a lot of people. But, but yeah, I've been coming and going throughout the years, dipped in and out. I moved away from Wrexham for about 10 years. So I didn't actually come to Wrexham for 10 years. You know, we all have our own lives, our own stories. But being... I moved back 2018, just before the takeover. Started going again, and it's sort of all happened at the same time. I started yeah. doing my I started doing my vlogs just before I, I set up my YouTube channel just before the takeover, and because I was I was going to cover all Welsh boats, and that's the idea. So it kind yeah. of everything happened at the same time. Same we had, time. We had lock. We had the lockdown and coronavirus. I was not in a good place myself, to be honest. To be fair, I wasn't. I'm sort of. I was looking for something as well because I was a bit lost. I wasn't in a good place. Yeah. The takeover, the takeover happened. I obviously reignited my interest, and yeah, so I've really got into it now. But I've been going for over thirty years, in and out. I, I was blessed. I, I went and had a baby. The race course, but no, I wouldn't say I'm a big die-hard fan like some people. That would be unfair. But yeah, I, I've been going stop-start over thirty years. So Mulberry, I'm going to get to yours. I saw the double up there, but I just kind of wanted to go through chronologically here. This is an interesting one about uh, Fozzie uh, because I have my take. Um, I don't think it was GoPro related. I think it was just somebody who realized he couldn't do it and, and ha having the, the chutzpah to go ahead and do it. But do you think that um, that it was the inability to sort of publicize himself in the manner in which he wanted to uh, for Foster that he that influenced his decision to uh, retire again from football? Uh, yes, I think so. I think that he'd the intention was to come back for what three months or whatever it was at the end yeah. of last season to come in for Leighton to, to come in and he had a job to do, you know, and he did that job. We achieved our goal. And as I've said on other videos that I've done, I don't think he really wanted to stay, but he was kind of convinced the fans, the management, the excitement. I'll go mm -hmm. on, I'll stay for another year, I'll sign on. And he didn't really want to. That was never his plan. And I don't think he was really focused enough because, again, he does have this other life now, this other job that he does. He's doing very, very well. And 40 years of age, he's just won a trophy. He's achieved 
he's, he can go out on a high. I don't think he was interested. And it showed his performances. It showed in, in some of the results. So I think he was right, right to retire again because he wasn't in it. He wasn't, his heart wasn't in it. Yeah, well, Brendan appears to be with you in the chat there from that one that just popped up. Um, Kim Kim asked just really quickly: uh, Have have we watched? Have either of us watched uh, Ian Herbert's book, Tinseltown Hollywood and the Beautiful Game? My answer is is no. Um, I have a Christmas list for presents that is essentially books um, from Wrexham and or paraphernalia, memorabilia, um, stuff from Wrexham. So. Uh, I'm waiting until after Christmas until I end up seeing what I didn't get to buy on my own. Um, so that's on my list to do. I don't know if you've had a chance to read it. No, but I want to because it's uh, we have a, a bookstore in Wrexham, uh, Waterstones, which is known throughout Wrexham, throughout the UK. It's a popular yeah. bookstore. We've got one in Wrexham right on the corner, and it's in the window. It's well publicised in the bookstore, books in the bookshop in town. It's in the window. A big display, so I keep meaning to uh, to buy it. Yeah, calling like, you every time you walk by it. Yeah, <laughs> there's, 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 there's a couple of books out as well, and uh, you just got to find the time. Because, Mullins is coming out here shortly. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so there's because I had this for my birthday as well. Right, a bit, a bit of the annual. You don't have time to. This is only fifteen quid, but you know, there's that much stuff now. Yeah. It's you know, you don't have time to Andrew Foley. That's the other. Thank you. I was scrambling to. It's always sunny in Wrexham, and then there's there's. I think there's two more. Other than that, anyway, we'll see what what happens with that. Here's the uh, the question. I guess more specific. We talk about Ogonko and whether he could stay. We 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 messaged or you know does promotion influence it? But how are we going to keep him? <laughs> is is it just money? Is it does is it promotion? Is it uh? sweet nothings in his ear before he goes to bedtime every night like what is it that we need to do to to secure this guy for a long at least two years well just keep doing well and if he's happy listen if he's playing regular and he's happy with his performances and he's doing well you'd be a fool to think the grass is greener because it's not is it you know and uh, it's very rare for the grass to be greener so if he's doing well He's a young guy. He's gonna. He, he can move on to big clubs down the line as a goalkeeper. Yeah. Here he is. You can play later, at a, at a, at a later age. You can go longer. Yeah. Young, playing every week, doing well. Like I said, he's very popular. He's looking really good. Why would you disrupt that? Why would you? Well, he's become a name worldwide. Yes. Ogonquo yes. is a name worldwide by slapping on a Wrexham jersey. Yeah. And that's the reality. I mean, if he wanted to yeah. come over to the MLS at yeah. some point in time, he's got that social capital, mm -hmm. that stigma, that identity, right? And so there may be a benefit of him, you know, lead to the promised land, get to yeah. League One and, and, and go beyond and stay yeah. for a couple of years and, and ride it out. Um, because as you say, uh, tend to be able to play later in life. Uh, to me, I, 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 it's hard to know because... You have so many people. I don't know if he has a partner. I don't know how close he is with his family. I don't know about his desires for London. For me, hometown didn't matter to me. I left when I was 15 to go to New Zealand for a year. Um, I left to Korea for five years. I mean, I've all over the place. I, it's never bothered me. So I don't know if he's a homebody and needs to be home. But at the end of the day, it's not really going to be entirely the, it's, you know, the club's performance that influences things, but it's going to be a massive component to his happiness. And you hinted at that earlier. Is he happy? And if he's happy, uh, we got a chance. So for me, that's that's a good one. Myrtle, Myrtland here with uh, a brilliant question. I, I really like this one. Um, the next handful of games, I think we got seven here before we get to the end of the first half of the season. Um, who do we think the banana peel is going to be? Uh, stretch of games, they're all going to be tough. 
Um, just to run through, we've got Gillingham with the two suspensions next. Ackerton, Stanley, Morecambe, who if they win on Tuesday, they jump uh, the standings and bump us into fourth. Um, Harrogate, and then we get into the, a bit of the weaker teams. We've got Harrogate, and I say weaker based on standing position. Yeah. Harrogate Town, Forest Green, Colchester, Newport County before we reset. So out of those, banana peel, what do you think? Oh, I wish I, I wish I was clairvoyant. I wish I could predict the future. Yeah, but, uh, we'd be rich. We'd all be very rich and we would all be doing well. But uh, I don't know because sometimes the teams you think are going to be difficult to prove to be not. And the things, the teams you feel you should sweep aside, they are potentially the banana skins. Sutton United uh, on Tuesday. I yeah. can go to that because I was working, but it was a nervy one again. It was a nervy one again, and uh, that would have been a, a bit of a disappointment to drop points against Sutton at home. So, again, you're looking at home games. Every team should be winning their home games, especially if you're going for promotion. So, I you think Gillingham, Morecambe, or maybe a team down the bottom. Maybe I can so, yeah, You want to know the one that makes me a little bit nervous? Sorry, like Gillingham's going to be a real one. Morecambe's yeah. going to be a real one. Morecambe especially is going to be like they're they're with the Mansfield, the Notts Counties. That their their performance has been spot on. Um, but of the the teams that are lower that you might get surprised by, as far as a banana peel, Newport County. Yeah, I mean they're coming up to Wrexham. Um, they're going to have fire in the belly. That's and, the game. That's December the twenty third, I believe. That is December the twenty third. I'm looking forward to that because obviously it's an all Welsh. All time. Welsh. Derby, I'm really excited about that. But that's, that's one of those ones Christmas, where that's my Christmas day. That is, that's my Christmas New Year. I'll, that's going to be my day. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be a really good weekend. Uh, it's a shame they're not doing better. I'd like to see Newport up there as well, being a Welsh yeah, team. It, it, it uh, that would have been the advantage. I was there was uh, I was talking during the off season. I was kind of hoping that it would have got some takeoff and some lift. Uh, was a decision of. Oh, toys are going off. I think in the background, um, sounded like a fire alarm for a second. Um, there, there was talk about doing some cross Welsh promotion sort of development as between the two, whether it be language and making sure it got caught up and sharing some information with the foreign fans and 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 doing like a a Christmas a, Wel a Welsh Christmas spectacular to have that game. And I'm, I kind of hope that that takes off. I'd love to see you know bring out some Welsh singing carols and some whatever some Welsh rarebit for for food or whatever it is yeah. for the Welsh tradition and get that whole experience um i don't know if it's going to happen but uh it'd be nice uh, to make an event of it i think i, I hope so well, i hope some that history them as well we've got some history with newport so um john's got an interesting one too um and john thank you so much by the way for a showing up and b being as, as involved as you are i hope you guys are enjoying this feel afterwards after we've got carl gone um send up the comments over as to how to improve and what to do but mm -hmm. how much respect do you or other Wrexham fans have for mark howard um, and I know we talked about this a little bit um, previously, but he was so instrumental in the promotion and handled it, losing his job again like a true professional must be a great teammate. So uh, what? tell us, Mark Howard, I, I know what you're going to say, I think, but uh, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, because I've said it so often, I'm absolutely so impressed with him. And I think it's a real shame what's happened to him. And it's happened twice now. And he handles it with such dignity and respect and commitment. That tells you everything you need to know about him. You know, by not playing, he's proving what he is like as a person, a solid, solid guy, a decent guy, a top, top professional, a top person. He deserves yep. so much respect. And I think he's a really good goalkeeper as well. And I just think his overall hat attitude, his conduct is just absolutely been brilliant. He deserves yep. all the respect in the world, all the respect in the world. 
I for me, I I I think it was three times because really Leighton kind of got injured, came back, took a yeah. spot. Yeah. Maybe you could call that one. Then you obviously got Fozzie and now you've got Ogonquo. And I don't think that him getting the boot, it was his fault. No. I think it was just there was an opportunity for Parky to, to sub somebody yeah. in and, and Ogonquo mm -hmm. took that opportunity and seized it and said, you can't, you're can't, you not taking me out of the net and as a young person should do. But I'm with you. Howard, exceptional person, um, solid goalkeeper. Uh, and, and we'll see. Yeah, Jennifer identifying that he just finished his degree in sports casting and he's got an amazing podcast. That's he's out there. One, yeah, yeah. And, and, and so... Um, It'll be interesting to see how how he transitions, and he he's not the youngest guy. I was going to say I mean, that, yes. Um, he's coming to younger than younger than both of us. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least but, at least me. But he's been he's been around the block a couple of times. He's had a good career, but yeah, and it's just a shame that his last game was Stockport. Really, it seems that you know on a sour note. Hopefully, he'll be back. He will play again, but he seemed to get dropped after the Stockport game. A 5-0 thrashing, was he the scapegoat? So it just yeah. it leaves him a bad taste for me. I think I you had to do a changeover, though, didn't you? You had to do a changeover. It was just, uh, yes, unfortunate in the circumstances, and Ogonko certainly seized it. And I, I, yeah. I think that's just the narrative that's there. Um, quite the compliment from John down below there. The favorite, that's uh, you're his favorite Wrexham guy. Um, that's uh, an impressive feather in your cap. After John um, Davis, that'll... well, I'll do me, I'll take that. Thank you very much, John. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. Yeah, if, and here's, there's a reminder. After this is done, find at Welsh Bees down below. Go over and hit the subscribe button um, before you go hit my button as well. Um, but make sure you, you load up. we got about another 15 minutes, and I know you and I both have commitments, so we're going to have to cut that one hour. Really, I, uh, I told you this would happen. I, I'll carry on. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. We would, if 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 I hadn't promised that I'd be done yeah. within the window um, yeah. to to people that I promised to, yeah. I would sit here and talk talk with you till uh, well, it'd be five o'clock in the morning for you. <laughs> so I think an hour is enough. Out. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to overdo it, do you? I think an no, hour an hour is good, and we've got we've got fifteen minutes here, and, and I just wanted to go through it's and, and talk by, isn't it? God's, I know, crazy, and I'm like, I've got a whole list of of, of yeah. things to kind of kind of go through. FA Cup. Mansfield, they're going to play on Tuesday. They've got uh, their EFL round of 16, I think, um, EFL Cup round of 16 match to play on Halloween Day. And then we get them in Mansfield again. Um, talk to me. The, the best center back in the, in the league, as far as I'm concerned, in, in uh, Aiden Flint is in Mansfield. Um, talk to me about what you thought of the Mansfield game, if you actually did get an opportunity to see it. And if you didn't, what you were able to glean from the highlights, what do you think about that game, our opportunity, our chance as uh, FA Cup uh, kicks off here starting next week? Well, I think there'll be some changes to the teams, I would imagine. Uh, but again, the Mansfield, they're very solid, aren't they? Mm. It was a very, very difficult game. I think uh, they, they contained us well. They were very professional. The best structured side I've seen yeah. out there. Um, very, very the, the well downside... positioned, well organized, but not spectacular. No, they're up there. That's what that's. They're the op. They're the 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 exact opposite of. And I say that even though we're very different than Notts County, but the exact opposite of Notts County. Not the deepest side, but their starting eleven is certainly capable. Yeah. Very good structure wise. Notts is too, but more focused on their defensive play, their shape. Not so worried about possess possession, but they just they clear ball. They're great in the air. And then you've got Notts County that is all ground in possession. So yeah. exact opposite as far as styles is concerned as to what to expect. Um, I'm, I'm, 
I feel it's going to be another draw, and and then the oh, first God. replay back in. You Rexham. know my feelings on this draw. I'm not really excited about it. I could have been well if you can get tickets. I could have been going to Blackpool. I could have been going to uh, Bolton, perhaps down to Leighton yeah. Orient, down in the East End of London. Yeah, but no, bloody Mansfield. I mean, the team we played a couple of weeks ago. They're in our league. It's the FA Cup. You want a better tie than that. Or a, or a really or a smaller team at home that you can beat six 0 and go through. That's 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 just it. A smaller team that you can get at home until you get to the third round in a yeah. championship or a prem team and you get to have a proper run. It's interesting. I got three here: one from John, one from Kim, one from John again. All I think leading to the same thing is: what do you do with respect to subs? And maybe the bigger question is: when it comes to the FA Cup, is that one that you prefer to take a run in, or when it starts off, you're not really bothered until you start to sink your teeth into it a little bit? Oh, definitely, definitely. For a club like Wrexham, who have a very famous history in the FA Cup, obviously beating Arsenal in 92, uh, getting to the quarterfinals in 97, uh, a few other wins as well along the way, some good moments. Last year was just breathtaking. We need a run in the Cup. The more success, the better. The more enjoyment, the better. The more excitement, the better. It all It's all part of the same process winning football matches, building momentum and just being successful. But yeah, I want us to do well in the FA Cup, go as far as possible. This team is good enough to go on a run because it's a much it's not a League Two squad. It's a League One yep. squad at worst. So yeah, they're good enough to go on a run. It's just just a not very inspiring tie, is it? Let's get it no. out of the way and get onto something a bit more glamorous. Because and it's and it's it's unfortunate because I don't get care about the EFL Cup or the EFL Trophy. Would I care about the cup if we were in the semifinals? Yeah. Yes, I'm flipping it now. You might you're in it. You might as well win it, right? But getting knocked out of the EFL Cup, did I really cry about it? Not really. Frustrating, but easy to move on. The trophy. I mean, we've got a dead rubber against Port Vale coming up, yeah. which means absolutely nothing in the standings. Yeah. So you talk about let all of the youth bring up every member of the beep team and 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 going to what John said with his comment here. Maybe you bring in Mullen and McLean and the games are not they're not uh, they're not. Um, I guess the trophy's too far away. But if they weren't suspended, you bring in maybe somebody who is suspended to get a, to to get a shot there. I think they're right. um, Parky's going to want to win it without jeopardizing yeah. too much of the league. I think he's going to want to win it. Yeah. You well, know, the money's there for the thing. FA Cup. The, the EFL Cup, you get a hundred thousand quid if you yeah. win the whole thing. Yeah. In the EFL or in the FA Cup, you get a hundred thousand quid if you make it to the third yeah. round. I mean, th to me, take a run because that's for, fa uh, football fortune uh, as the regulations allow, and that uh, yeah, the gives league you cup is it is. The league team. cup is is the lesser of the cups. It always has oh. been for a number of years. The FA Cup is devalued somewhat now in the UK because the big big teams don't generally play their best teams. They're more interested in the Champions League. They're more interested in Europe, finishing in the top four. So the big, big clubs in, the, in, in English football don't take it as seriously as they used to. So the FA Cup has lost some of its prestige yeah. and value. The League Cup, certainly. But that's why the League Cup was an opportunity because a lot of Premier League teams don't play their best side. So there's an opportunity to create a few shocks there to go on a, on a good run. But a lot don't play their best team in the FA Cup now because the league is so important. Yeah. I guess it, it, you kind of gamble with it a little bit. As much as you need to put out in order to eke out a win, right? I think yeah. that's what yeah. you see the, the managers are trying yeah. to do and get that magic, which yeah. is great for the it's FA Cup because you get... Yeah. 
you get some some underdogs who who catch them off. Um, I saw John's question about the etymology of the word ties, um, and and it was used back in the day as a verb for both tie games and matches. So I don't know what the source was. So I didn't bring it up because I don't have an answer. I don't know if you do, but Mike Lewis with the other one, obviously different. This is one thing that may be new for Wrexham. I don't really get fired up for the Welsh national team. Um, I'm sure that's that's obviously different for you. Course, um, Mullen yeah. being picked for the be, well, Mullen being potentially picked for the Welsh side. I don't want it because I don't get I, I don't not to be rude. I don't yeah. really care about the Welsh national squad, um, right? But but I'm curious from from you being a being a Welshman, Mullen getting picked for the Welsh squad. That's got to be an interesting topic. And and he's got playing time. Do you think it would be good for him? Do you think it push him to another level? Do you want to well, see it? Um, this, yeah. this Welsh team now these last. You could say decade has been probably the most successful in my lifetime. It's gone a bit iffy, you know, recently, but they've qualified yep. for major tournaments on a regular basis. Their first World Cup since 1958 didn't go that well, but it was still a great achievement. They did well the other week against Croatia. The Welsh football team is really strong in these last couple of years, but yep. Mullin, but Mullin would be a would be great to have. And he's good enough to play. Why would you have him playing? Yeah. Well, just, well, for for, for me, <laughs> for uh, me, because I want to play for Wrexham and not risking you, yeah. an injury or doing anything course, like that, yes, right? That's but that's only because uh, uh, you know Canadian national team is much of a mess. Like, have a Wrexham player, you know, in the Welsh squad, it would be brilliant to have a Wrexham player starting and scoring. Perhaps, well, I'm sure he'd score plenty. I think he deserves a crack. Based on his form and his ability, everything you've seen these last couple of years, everything he's done, even at Cambridge, you he should be getting an opportunity. He deserves an opportunity. Uh, and it's probably a bit of a crime that he has an He deserves an opportunity, surely. Even in a friendly, give him an opportunity. Well, can you explain? Here's a follow-up question and that I don't get and don't understand um, the history of and why it's there. And this happened with McLean playing with Ireland and now the same question being asked by Mullen with the Welsh is there's a large segment of the football community in, in Wales and in England that are in Ireland that end up saying, if you're not playing, you know, Prem or championship division or top tier in a top league, you shouldn't be playing. And so McLean and Mullen played all the way down in league two. That should disqualify them from the National League. I don't know if you've heard those messages. I've seen them I on think, Twitter. Yeah, that's all bollocks. So yeah, excuse, that's, okay. excuse my Welsh. I'll, uh, <laughs> if you're good enough, you're in. If you've yeah. got the talent, if you can contribute something to that team, you're in. Um, I don't know if you caught this one. John answered with his thoughts below. Uh, do Do you think from what you've seen from Mullen, is he fully recovered or do you think there's some lingering issues there? Oh, no, definitely not. He's definitely not fully fit. You can you can see that... that, but he's got that he's got that attitude where he gives everything. So he still puts himself about, as we know. He gets all the way back to the midfield to try and nick some balls in difficult situations and poach, right? Like who you were talking yeah. about Macaulay and, and and the difference between all around or football. That's that's Mullen right there. Is he, he goes up and down and will 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 do everything he can. But his natural um, ability, he's gonna score goals. Yeah. I mean, he's missed a few sitters lately. I think one was it against Salford when he went through a bit of magic. He created that chance himself. Lovely bit yeah. of football went through. You expect him to score, but he scored Times some lovely. Yeah. He scored some lovely goals lately. It's yes. just his, his ability will always get him goals. His, 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 his footballing talents, his awareness. But again, he's not quite at his best. He's off the pace a bit. 
There was um there was Mullen appeared on a podcast recently, like three, four days ago. And I wish I could remember the name of it. And maybe if somebody's here and on the comments or is able to figure it out. And he actually said there that he felt like he was back to full, full kilt. Like he was ready to go. Um, and, and didn't really have anything lingering and was talking about how bad it was and how blue his lips were and how scared he was when he saw the faces that everybody was looking at him. And so he said he was back and I went, really? Cause I'm like you, I think he's like 95% yeah. there. Um, Brendan said, uh, suggested it might be a little bit rusty. I think the rust is gone. Um, I think there still just might be a little bit of lingering soreness, tenderness and slowing them down a bit. But, um, yeah, I think all, all, all athletes don't give, they all like to a bit of bravado, they always, oh, they might, they might think that themselves. There's one attitude, yeah, I'm fully fit. There's nothing wrong with me. I can go, but I think the evidence is that he's, that he's not. This he's is not. a whopper, and we've got like seven minutes left, and oh I'm trying God, to, dude. if we're gonna fit any of these in, there's a couple that might be quick answers and rapid fire if we have to at the end. But if you had a starting eleven, and 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 assume everybody's healthy. Um, I, I think there's one player that we have a disagreement on, but I actually think that we'd be pretty close to picking the same lineup. Um, do you want to give a shot first? Do you want me to give? Oh my give God! Give a shout I out. Can tell you. Yeah. Well, based on recent form of Conco. Yep, I'm with you there. Uh, you want me to? You want me to do my three center backs? Yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go with uh, Tony Cliff on the right, or, yeah. and go with uh, Tozer down the middle. And I'm going to keep O'Connor there okay. as much as I've got issues. So that's those are my three. Um, I don't know what your thoughts on Hayden, whether he trumps Tony. Hayden, definitely. Hayden's in for me. Okay. So Tozer, O'Connor, are you on board there? No, O'Connor, yes. O'Connor instead of Tozer. Yeah, see, that's the difference. It's, It's interesting to me. Tozer brings more offensive stuff, both with the throw and with, um, his passing, um, O'Connell is a, a little bit better positionally and a little bit better. I don't know if it's knee or with, or whatever, a little bit possessionally with his defense, but he still has too many lapses and his up the field passing just troubles me still compared to Tozer. He's not like he's fallen off the map. So, but I get it. O'Connell t- Tozer. I think we're, we're going to have that camp all series long. Um, I think the wingbacks are probably the easiest to pick. Um, I go McLean and Barnett if they're both healthy and not suspended. Um, do you see anybody yes. else taking out? No, McLean or- no, I think you're right there. I think yeah, you're right and, there, yeah. And and I know up front that you've got a pencil in Mullen. Um, I've gone Fletcher, even though he might be best suited in a super sub role because of his age, but I still like him there. What do you have Fletcher? Do you go Palmer? Or Darby or Dolby, sorry. Palmer. Sorry? Palmer. Ollie Palmer. Yeah. Yeah. So if I, you can just get the best out of him, if you can just get his his best qualities, you know on a regular basis if they can just find a way to make that work again because they do complement each other so well and obviously you're going to start with lee and yeah lee's going well, to be in it we, we're if we're going to talk the midfield and we we talked about this offline i think for about like 15 minutes yeah. <laughs> because uh, we could probably talk midfield wrexham as to who the top three are until forever uh, lee always fits in um but then after that i put evans and then I'm debating between Davis and Luke Young. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I, uh, I'll, I, I, I miss Youngie. I think him settling it down, especially with, with O'Connor in the back now, I think he makes sense in the middle. So I'll say go back to Luke, um, bring back number eight. But I don't know what your thoughts are because we saw Cannon play exceptionally well, subject to his passing a little bit iffy at times. 
Um, you, you see Jones that goes, gets out there and gets a run out. Um, I've probably missed somebody that I can't even think of. But as far as midfielders, what's your take? Well, as, as we, I've just said, there's so many to choose from. Yeah. From and it's the ex, there's no consistency within their games at the moment. Players the back end of last year you thought were dead certs to be starting. I loved them; they were brilliant. I'm not showing that form now. Mm. So you've got maybe they're not having the opportunities because that is changing a lot. Luke Young, Davis, Cannon, Evans. Jones comes in now and again. There's that much to choose for, from, and it's not consistent. But I think you have to try and get you have to try and get Luke Young in there. The the beautiful thing is in picking the top eleven and what we've learned from the decision to put in O'Connor and also the decision to put two midfielders in the back row in the back line and and change up and bring in Cannon, which was a bit of a surprise against Notts County when originally saw it, but it turned out to be a, a stroke of brilliance because you've got players with different style sets. Like if you end up running against, obviously not County, a, a cannon makes sense. Andy running through with the his form and willingness to go to ball and push through, um, was 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 necessary and needed. Moving Evans back into the back line against them when you know that they're going to be short short ball in every corner they take was another stroke of brilliance. And so it, I guess the nice thing is is it it may just be a circumstance that when you're a midfielder you just know there's going to be certain types of teams that you're probably going to have your number called and get ready for those types of teams. And I, that's a luxury. I mean, who gets to do that? Well, I think that's what we have now. I think that's going to be Parkinson's tactic, that he's picking the team, which in many ways you should, based on the opposition and their strengths mm. and their weaknesses. Well, if you can. We actually have the guys that yes. you, can, you can do that. Is, you can that's do that what now. they're showing us. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. We've got uh, two minutes left if anybody wants to uh, – to hit a hit a chat, we've got um, just an, an update for you. Nothing really going on on the channel this week except for trying to get this vlog video out that I'll try to get out. Um, the Mansfield uh, Deja Who as we try to plan for the FA Cup. Still don't know if we're going to be able to get it televised. I just found out that it's on the Welsh Scorio BBC that you guys in the UK may actually be able to watch the FA Cup, but internationally, um, I still don't see it on ESPN+. Plus. I don't see it on Sportsnet. I don't see it around. So keep your eyes on, if necessary, I may be reaching out to somebody, if there's anybody from the, uh, they know this from the watch party with the women's game that we did earlier. Um, I don't know if you caught that one, by the way. Uh, girls absolutely dominated. Again, uh, they're doing well, they still. 100th goal for Rosie, put, put, put New Saints down in their local derby. So that was great stuff there. Uh, setting themselves up, they're now odds-on favorites to make the top four, which in the Adrian Premier League, Pre Premier League is necessary to get to the championship competition. So yes, S4C, Mike Lewis. Yes, um, yeah. If you Google it, you'll be able to see Wrexham write it in Welsh, not in English, uh, and uh, Mansfield Town, and, and it'll come up on the BBC player as being available. I, and I understand from what I see, English and Welsh is available to UK viewers. So you may actually get the FA Cup, but I've gone to ESPN and Sportsnet, and it's all the standard BBC and ITV coverage. So we could be a little bit um, troubled there, but uh, I may have to find somebody in the UK to help with the watch party. I'd be um, very surprised if it's not picked up. It wasn't picked up in the four that were picked up by the BBC and ITV in their initial four rounds of, of selections. So, uh, and, and it doesn't make any sense to me because it's not at the the regular mob time. It's a, it's right. it's earlier on. So, we will see if somebody figures it out. Tweet me, send me an email, figure it all out. Um, listen, uh, Carl, a, a pleasure and a, and a and a joy, and thank you so much for having the time and squeaking it out to come and try this. We'll see how what people think. 
Um, for those that you were here, send your comments afterwards. Let us know how to improve it, how to make it better. Go over to at Welsh Beast um, at YouTube. I, I'll put the link down. I think it might be down below. If not, I'll change it and add it. Go and join. Give them a subscribe. Follow along. Um, the most passionate of the Wrexham, uh, Wrexham verse uh, bloggers, uh, vloggers, uh, YouTube creators, whatever he is. So thanks for your time, Carl. I appreciate it. No problem, mate. Thank you. And we'll keep doing these. We'll keep churning them out. Absolutely. All right. Cheers, guys. Have yourself a good one. This has Cheers. been the Red Horde with the Welsh. See you again. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers.